0: Absolutely. I learned a, a, a lesson from, a, he was an older guy. Um, he's retired many years ago from real estate now. Mm. Um, and I was having a, a difficult transaction. And he was like, you know, when you start, you you learn in real estate school that everything is oppositional. Like everything in real estate should be oppositional. Like for me to have my best, my client's best interests mm-hmm. at heart, I have to be trying to screw the other side over. Oh, okay. Right? I mean, that's kind okay. of how you, I mean, that's sort of how it comes off yeah, when they're, yeah, when, yeah. It, when you're sitting and learning everything. Yeah. It's like you have this bruce duty to like win for them.
1: Welcome to Agent Success Podcast. If you're a real estate agent looking to succeed in today's crazy market, well, you're in the right place. Each week we talk with successful real estate agents willing to share their expert insights, trade secrets, and mindset that help them to succeed. There's no fluff, just straight-to-the-point content that prioritizes one thing above all, your success. So without further ado, let's cut to the chase. Hey, I am here with my friend I've known for many years, Mr. Jeremy Wenya. Why don't you introduce yourself, Jeremy?
0: Sure. Jeremy Wenya, uh, Black Belt Broker Team. I'm at Remax Properties. Been there for a long time. That's where we met. Yeah. Early,
1: I don't yeah. know, 11. 12 yeah. years ago. Black, be- black belt. Um, mm-hmm. Is that like uh, J.C. Penny belt? What was that? Right, right.
0: Uh, Jiu-Jitsu black belt. And okay. And everyone on my team, with the exception of my assistant, yeah. is in Jiu-Jitsu. So we have, and we're covering all the belts, out that is. We have a, a blue belt. Well, <laughs> we're not covering white belt, but my assistant technically. Technically would, would be a white belt. belt, yeah. So we got a white belt, a blue belt, purple belt, brown belt, black belt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it's not black belt, team. It's Yeah, well and the lead. all, so all colors of the rainbow we, team yeah, we, right we have
0: all of the options
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> right on right on i don't know of any other team that has um, all jiu jitsu members
0: it was accidental to a degree um, but it's it's worked out very well you'll find that to do well at martial arts in general jiu jitsu specifically you have to be very thoughtful and conscientious and you really care about people if you want to do it long term cuz yeah. if you're a jerk people will treat yeah. you badly yeah, yeah. or you'll go you'll leave yeah. Um, and so those things have definitely translated over to career. Yeah. Because all of those people that I know are all those things for part. The
1: well, then part. That, that you know that actually leads me to a couple of questions that I had uh, dealing specifically with jujitsu. And you know we're going to talk about um, how do you succeed in real estate. And I was I was thinking about this um, yesterday when I was thinking about um, you know uh, our conversation that we're going to have is when dealing with jujitsu. Uh, there's there's two level two levels of questions. The first one is How has it impacted you as a, like just out of pure real estate, right? How has that impacted you in real estate?
0: I definitely have made plenty of transactions, of course. Um, Yeah. It's a, it's a very tight knit group. Um, So the longer you're there, the more people, you know, I do some marketing to the Well, let me take that a slightly
1: different direction. Yeah. How is the, how is the, the training and the, the art itself impacted how you do real estate? Well. Or has it?
0: I don't know that it has me okay. particularly. I'm. I mean, again, I think I already had some of those things, but I may be, you know, splitting hairs or whatever. But yeah. I did wrestling forever and ever before that, so I've been wrestling since I right. was little, and so that is a martial art. A lot of people don't think of it that way, but let's be honest, it really it is. is. Yeah. Um, if you're a black belt in wrestling, which isn't a thing, but if you if you're good at that level, like you already kind of have all these, a you know, you is. know how to work hard, you know how to take care of people, and yeah work as a group and as a team and you know have your own individual goals and team mm-hmm. goals and you know objectives you're going to work hard to mm-hmm. accomplish and that's no different in than, than it is in jujitsu so in that regard i probably already was doing those things yeah um it definitely made me a little take things a little slower be a little more thoughtful that's uh, probably okay. the biggest change in wrestling i tell everyone you're a hammer and yeah. you're just looking at pound a nail (laughs) just looking for a nail swing that hammer harder if it's not working out right In jujitsu it's more like you're a you're a wrench and you're turning a bolt okay interesting yeah 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 thoughtful a little more slow you got it aligned and you're moving it and it takes its
1: it's ratchets at a time right
0: it's i would say like that's sort of the difference in how you operate in those different systems um wrestling is go 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 and the better you get at jujitsu the Mm -hmm. more you're doing everything slow and easy
1: Interesting. Okay. So it, 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 that would, it, it, it is kind of funny. I've, I've thought that a lot of times uh, in my life is uh, it, we get so caught up in the hustle and the bustle and the, you know, oh, I got to get to this. Oh, I got to do that. It, it, we see that in this industry all the time, right? Gotta, oh, yeah, yeah. All the time. And, and so I've, I've successfully only taken two jujitsu classes in my entire life, right? Well, that's two more than most people. Yeah. Well, and I've, I, got, I got kindly destroyed. Right. That's what's supposed to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And in in that though, uh, I did basically, they, they kind of taught me there's, there's, there's a solution to every problem. Right. And it doesn't matter. Like, and it's weird. It's like, okay, if this opponent does this, there are multiple options for you. And depending on size, aggression, speed, or where they're placed, that, dictates your specific movement Mm
0: -hmm.
1: right very much and you literally have a solution for everything
0: well let's hope Uh, (laughs) i mean when you're caught you're caught and the solution is tap. sometimes but well uh, that could be the the solution is please don't break my arm yeah sometimes that is the only solution once you get so deep into a problem sometimes you can't get out but for the most part you know when i was a black belt and having you know a fair amount of knowledge um i can get out of most problems yeah you know better than you could let's say yeah, i yeah. have more answers to more questions but yeah. you know it is its depth of knowledge matters but well, that's I, true of so many. No, i was gonna say
1: I, I like that to equate that to real estate right and, and and doing real estate is it's you can always tell when somebody when it's not their first rodeo when it's not right. their first fight right the level of calm the level of um, ability that they have to get through something and, and, and quite honestly, their, their peace with who they are and how they operate in real estate translates to how the client's going to react right. to anything you freak out. Your client's right. going to freak out. Like, oh, crap, man, Jeremy's freaking out. This must be bad.
0: Right. Right? Oh, it's a huge, huge thing. And the longer you do this, obviously, the more you can have peace in stressful situations. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking about that. I have buyer agents, and, and they're all younger than me. Yeah. Um, or, or less experienced, I suppose, is, is the more accurate answer. And I find that I have calm and peace in stressful situations, and I impart that to them because yeah. they're picking up on, on the – difficulty Mm -hmm. and i'm like well let's let's wait a second you have six things you're worried about this one has to be taken care of right now but this one can wait and Mm -hmm. these three can wait for two days and these other two can wait for a long time like this is not actually pressing yeah so let's work with what's pressing here's the first step so only worry about that right now and that
1: and that 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 knowledge and that the the i guess the level-headedness that that brings pushes down to the client
0: i think so absolutely I mean I'm always trying to be very calm in all the things I do I'm a pretty mellow guy I used to be a wild wild kid (laughs) but as I got older I I mellowed out a lot so I'm a pretty mellow guy I'd like to think and and I definitely feel that I impart that to my clients like even when they're worried I'm like no no not a big deal I mean yes here's here's our worst case scenario here's what we're working Mm. towards Um, one of my favorite sayings that I tell clients all the time is you know we're gonna. We're going to ex- plan for the worst, but we're going to expect the best. Yeah. Like, I'm going to have every contingency op- option yeah. plotted out as best I can. And we're going to work towards that mm-hmm. being the potential yeah. case. But in reality, here's what's really going to happen. But that
1: that leads to success as well. It leads to where you, you, you're you not tapping out halfway through a transaction. Right. Right? You've got you got everything you, set. It's like, okay, well, end. we knew this could happen. So here's the situation. Here's how we handle this. And in real estate, it's funny. It's not, you know, we always tell people it's not a matter of if something happens, it's a matter of when something happens, right? Oh, we, don't, yeah. we, don't, we don't know what's going to happen. We know something's going to happen. And how do you handle that? And whenever I deal with a real estate agent like yourself and, and somebody else, maybe on the other, like the listing agent, maybe you're the buyer's agent, no matter what happens, you have an appraisal issue, you have an inspection issue, whatever, whatever crap happens and everybody's chill, the clients always are good. right? You know?
0: Absolutely. I learned a, a, a lesson from, a, he was an older guy. Um, he's retired many years ago from real estate now. Mm. Um, and I was having a, a difficult transaction. And he was like, you know, when you start, you, you learn in real estate school that everything is oppositional. Like everything in real estate should be oppositional. Like for me to have my best, my client's best interests mm-hmm. at heart I have to be trying to screw the other side over. Oh, okay. Right? I mean, that's kind okay. of how you, uh, I mean, that's sort of how it comes off yeah, when, they're, yeah, when yeah. they're when you're sitting and learning everything. Yeah. It's like you have this bruce duty to like win for them. Yeah. Right? And and at least for me, like winning for them potentially meant losing for the other side because yeah. I'm trying to win. Yeah. It means you have to lose. Yeah. Well, can. that's not actually the case. Um, he gave me some advice about making sure that everyone is calm and things are getting done well. And sometimes coming to a meeting of the minds that's, you know like yeah maybe i could get a 100 more dollars for my client but that's going to make the other side so pissed that they're going to be ruffling their feathers yep. and they're going to make a wall draw a line in the sand and we're never going to get anything else to happen after that and it's going to be a big mess and we already did this and blah blah blah, yeah. blah yeah. yeah we did these things for you i find that if you can get everyone to you know come to the same conclusion on their own and everyone feel happy about it transactions go so smooth and those realtors that are trying to make everything confrontational, and there's plenty of them that are very successful mm-hmm. that you come across, and everything has to be drama, and everything has to be conflict, and everything has to be difficult. Um, I guarantee you're thinking of some in your mind right now, <laughs> as long as we've been doing this. Uh, like,
1: uh, I don't yeah. know who you're talking right. about. Yeah. We're not allowed
0: to name names or anything like that. That's literally not allowed. But uh, there, there are those folks that it has to be confrontational, or they don't feel like yeah. they're doing their job.
1: Yeah. It's, and there's, there's attorneys like that as well. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, and I've, I've, I've said this to a lot of real estate agents. I was like, okay, look, there's different, there's different breeds of dogs, different breeds of real estate agents. And the pit bull real estate agent is, you know, people aspire to be, I'm going to, I'm going to be the, I'm going to be the the lawyer that gets it done. I'm going to be the agent that gets it done. Well, getting it done and leaving a trail of collateral damage across the entire city that's not really getting it done, right? Like I don't uh, think so. I think that's a massive loss. Absolutely. It's just because you got the house and you saved you know, I, I saved my client, you know, a thousand dollars on on the purchase price. Great, you did that. But your client doesn't want to talk to you again. The other agent doesn't want to deal with you again. Your client is upset. They don't understand things. You know, it's it's
0: Man. they're never gonna wanna you know the other side of the transaction is never going to want to deal with you ever again. Whether it yeah. was the your client or the other realtor and in this business, if you're going to be here, I mean, Colorado Springs is a big city, with well, it's a really small town. The way it you lands. know everybody, you know everybody. Yeah, it's crazy. It is. It's beyond crazy. Yeah. I mean, everywhere I go, my wife's always like, I know. Yeah, "How do you know?" <laughs> my
1: my family's like, "I really hope we don't run anybody you know." I was like, yeah. well, the chances are slim. <laughs> when it doesn't happen,
0: I, even I'm happy and surprised. I'm to like, be honest, yeah, this is <laughs> relaxing. We went out to dinner and we had a nice meal and. I didn't see a single person I know that huh. never happened. happens. Wow, it's
1: like being at home. This <laughs> is cool, man. Yeah. Right on. So do you, now I'm going to jump into a couple of things really quickly. Um, one of which is uh, what I, what I, I call the, the tiered experience. Okay. And this is something kind of like what you're saying is, you know, how do you, how do you deliver that experience without um, damaging everything? Right. So, I have what I tell us to my team. We have a tier one experience. Tier one is experience is something that you uh, you enjoy doing. It's good for you, and it's good for everybody else involved, okay? and you enjoy it. A tier two experience is something you don't enjoy doing. In fact, you might even avoid it, but it's still good for you, and it's good for the people involved. A tier three experience is something that you enjoy doing, but nobody wins. And a tier four is... It sucks to do and everybody loses, right? right. So what, what I've found um, is most real estate transactions are going to be a tier two experience for the home buyer. And a lot, maybe I'm tying that a lot to the, to the mortgage side. And the tier two, again, is where they, they don't necessarily enjoy it, but it's a really good idea to do it. Right. And everybody wins when you do it. And so I I used to ask myself, well, how do you know, for my own personal business, how do I turn my work into a tier one experience for myself, like doing my phone calls and and do my follow up and doing everything I need to do. But then I switched that. So well, how do I make that a tier one experience for my client? And part of that is exactly what you're saying. You don't necessarily want to be the pit bull and leave the, the trail of collateral damage. How can you give your you know, make it good for your client, but give them, you know, give them experience where they don't regret doing the experience. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it's different for everybody. I get it. but Yeah,
0: I don't know. It's one of those that almost feel like I did a little thoughtfulness to that one. But I feel like, I mean, everybody's a mixed bag of course. In the mortgage side, I I do feel like you all have it a little tougher um, as far as making it that tier one. Because really, for the most part, you're just asking for a lot of data. (laughs) Like, please provide me with all of these things you're going to have to hunt down. And if you're not a well-organized human, this is going to be difficult for you. And then when you do find it, I'm probably going to ask for more. Three more times, once at the very last. And then there's some other human in the background who's going to ask me for stuff that I didn't ask you for and would never think to ask you for, but they did, and now I have
1: to. And you never get to talk. To them, and if we need an explanation, I'm going to have to go figure this out. Right?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's complicated. <laughs> um, underwriting is can be a mess. I mean, honestly, that's why lots yeah. of. I mean, let's 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 be real. Lots of uh, mortgage professionals change mm-hmm. where they work frequently, yeah, because the people in the background change and make their jobs too hard. So they go
1: somewhere where underwriting isn't lame. Yeah,
0: we don't really have that, of course. Yeah, I mean, not really. Well, they the they, they change,
1: but at the same at the same time, there's not a lot of background uh requirements right you are you are the background requirement your tc maybe
0: yeah right? i mean we're for the for most most realtors they're they're the end all be all they don't have anybody yeah. helping them out they're doing yeah. it all on their own i mean the vast majority of realtors are are doing the work on their own I, yeah i, I would I, i'm sure of it
1: so let me let me ask you i'm gonna i'm gonna ask a uh, a question because you have a team you have a, you have a black the black belt team right? right when when did you decide or when should a new agent or a, or a seasoned agent, when should they decide that building a team is a good idea or is it just an individual choice or, or do, if they want to grow, is there a certain time when that needs to happen?
0: Uh, number one, I would say get an assistant way before you think you need it. Hmm. People don't think okay. of that as part of the team. I think that's, yeah. I mean, now you have TCs. So TCs used to not be a thing. You just hire yeah. a human and they were your assistant and they did what TCs do yeah. to a degree um now you can do it on a per transaction basis Right, a per yeah. transaction basis um I know me on the other hand i hired a i hired an assistant that's very uh like numbers detail oriented i'm a big picture guy i'm a very big personality to a degree i mean i'm calm but i definitely like yeah. have influence as far sure. as like i'm gonna you're gonna know i'm in a room and i can't help it it's yeah. just who i am right yeah. i'm gonna insert myself into conversation. I think, I, think in I, I, I think it's the um,
1: the vocals that you yeah. have. Has anybody ever mentioned that your vocals are nice and deep? Oh, uh, yeah. I yeah. Have a <laughs> face for radio? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we're on radio, and we're on video right. as well. Know, so, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's changed,
0: but, yeah. I, yeah. I, I've always had a voice for radio and a face for radio, so there you go. <laughs> but, no, I love doing radio shows, and I love doing that kind yeah. of stuff and podcasts. I should probably do it more, let's be honest. I, I have a voice for it, but... Um, now you got me off my train of thought. My assistant, she's amazing. She's very detail-oriented. I'm big yeah. picture. I'm, like, involved in all the things. And and she's like, okay, here's what you have to do next. She keeps me on track. Yeah. Now, I did all these yeah. things before, and I never really thought of myself as ADD yeah. or ADHD at all. Sure. Uh, you know, I got good grades in school. I made it through college. I get good grades. Like yeah. I've, I've been successful in Maybe you're high-functioning. <laughs> Turns out is that's likely the case. I'm very high functioning. I would make a yeah. list and I would work on the things randomly throughout the day. I wouldn't like knock one off. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Do one, then start on the next and yeah. start on the next and start on the next and then loop back and finish more of this one and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, get sidetracked and go start something new yeah. again and again and again. <laughs> but by the end of the day, most I of had, it's done. I yeah. had my list and I've knocked the things off the list. And then I hang out with someone who's absolutely not that. Yeah. And it's like, Finish a task, finish a task.
1: Like, Jeremy, you cannot move past this. Like, we have another task. We have more
0: tasks. Yeah. Like, uh, completely changed my outlook uh, on how I run my business to a degree. And she picked up a lot of the things that I don't love to do. Yeah. I would do them. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I don't like sitting in front of a computer and doing data entry. Yep. It, I do it. Yeah. You know, I used to put my family to bed at night. And fire up my computer and put on some brainless TV show or movie and just and sit do there and data do data entry for yep. a couple hours. Yep. Right, that was uh-huh. just what you did at night after yep. everyone went to bed. Yep. Well, now I have someone to do all that, so yeah. I have yeah. more life. Yeah. Okay. Right? And really, that's the answer to the question. Yeah. Is okay. You add people, when the suffering of you missing out on life Ooh. is enough for you to start paying someone else to get your life back. Uh, when you hire an agent that mm-hmm. works as a buyer agent if you have enough business to where you're buried in work yeah you could probably bring on a buyer agent and you can do part and you know you don't have to give them every transaction or anything like yeah, that yeah
1: yeah but you have that but you
0: want to give them some yeah. you definitely want to feed them um, and get something out of it but that being the case it's really about do I have enough to keep my plate full and at least part of their yeah. full of transactions in the beginning when i brought on buyer's agents i was drowning i had yeah. so much work um i was i would say my my first buyer agent was probably costing me transactions cuz she didn't have enough follow up skills oh, to keep yeah. them going but yeah. i didn't have enough time to follow up so it wasn't
1: like and you can't follow up on her follow up right no yeah. way
0: um and then i got a different gal that came on with me and she's been amazing and her follow up is really good um and she, I mean, I buried her in work. Um, she was drowning in the beginning. And it was like just, you know, helping her stay afloat was, yeah. all, was all there was. But with mm-hmm. that, she made better income than she probably ever thought possible mm-hmm. right out of the chute. And I got to have a life because with buyers, you're mm-hmm. working especially evenings and weekends. Yep. When they can get out right. and see the houses. And my kids are teenagers. Mm-hmm. And I'm they're all in sports, right? All this yep. stuff going on. And so it was like I I would go on vacation with my family and they would do fun stuff and I would pace around and talk on the phone and work on deals. Uh, yeah, know, I'd be I'd be that, gone. It sounds like a typical agent, but yeah. I'd be gone. Yeah, right? yeah. And especially there's this joke among realtors like if you want to get busy, go on vacation. That's when everybody wants to buy a house. Everybody. <laughs> oh, I mean, I just went on vacation down to Saint George, Utah, a couple of weeks ago, and before I left. Everybody wanted to list their house. I mean, all of a sudden, it was like people coming out of the work. <laughs> and my buyer doing She's on vacation right now. Yeah. And everything was going crazy, like, right before she was yeah. trying to leave. Like, it just. Isn't that been. amazing? It, it is yeah. so strange and bizarre. What did you do in St. George? Bit of off-roading, some hiking. Okay. You know.
1: My uh, my dad, actually, my mom, my mom and dad, both just, they just bought, uh well, a couple of years ago, they bought a, a house in a retirement community down in St. George. We don't have any family in St. George. I have no idea why they moved there, but they absolutely love it. It's kind of hot.
0: In and the p- summer, it's very hot.
1: So my, you know, my son went through there about, I don't know, this last year sometime, and there, he said there's some crazy off-roading stuff. Amazing. There. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, Hurricane, Utah. Yeah, yeah. is a Sand Hollow State Park. Okay. Um, it has, like, a lake. Yeah. And then it has, like, some camping areas and mm-hmm. stuff, and then OHV areas that's massive, fairly massive, but sand dunes, but then rock crawling buggy stuff that's have you ever heard of uh, the
1: youtube channel matt's off-road recovery i have yeah he's yeah. out of there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. my yeah. son took a picture of the of the shop when he's down there
0: yeah, yeah yeah no i've watched some of his stuff and i i watch a lot of content creators yeah. that do things out of their uh light bright. oh yeah yeah, yeah here and okay. they they come in for they're probably here right now i mean they're probably setting up in the booth said, "Oh, really? At Pikes Peak Hill Climb because they okay. used to be kind of more drifter race car people, and then they become off road people." Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a blonde girl and her husband, right? Yeah, they, yeah.
1: they do mostly Jeep. but Then I think they uh, but they used to
0: be drift people, yeah. and then they got into off road. Okay, I, interesting. I, we have some. I don't know them. Uh, yeah, I know people who know them. Like when they were here. Yeah. But anyway, they bought a place down there, and they're off roading all the time. And so I watch a lot of their content. And I was oh like, yeah, oh, I remember this one. Oh yeah, this one.
1: But yeah, uh, cool. I
0: don't have rigs like they do. Like they're yeah yeah. I mean, you they're, so
1: you have an off road vehicle.
0: I have a couple Land Cruisers, different okay. different versions, but okay. older ones. Land
1: Cruisers are a very um we have, we have several Toyotas and I don't know what the average mileage is. Our 4Runner has 300,000. Mm-hmm. Our pickup 200,000, something like that and Yeah. I drove the 4Runner the other day, and my son's like, "Yeah, it's not it's not driving real well." I drive it and I'm like, this is fantastic. <laughs> Everything's driving perfect. What are you talking about? So okay, let's talk about vehicles really quickly. Um, <laughs> Nothing <laughs> like getting up in the weeds. Yeah, so, no, no. Let's th- talk th- cars. This is this, this <laughs> is an important thing, right? Is uh, when I I took uh, you know I got my real estate license in like 2000, right around in there. And there's this old dude that was teaching the real estate. Uh, class at the time. This is before internet. We had a three-ring binder. Yeah, you, yeah you just, I, I did the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you just had to, you had to go.
0: I got my license in like 05. Yeah, yeah, well,
1: it'd be about the same thing. I mean, you had you had dial-up maybe. I right? just
0: missed the time frame where you had to go pick up the catalog mm-hmm. of the listings, yeah. right? Yeah. Like it was like a <laughs> phone book-sized book that yep. you went down to a PPAR and you got your book. And you got the book, yeah. And you looked through it to find the, the yep. properties for yeah. your people. I just was computer-to-better. just that missed old. that, yeah. I just missed yeah. that.
1: Well, that's back yeah. when you had like a one- or two-page contract with carbon copy instead of the Yeah not quite but yeah
0: yeah I think it was like fourteen pages when I started
1: 12, so 12. so when I took it there was a guy in there that said he was one of the instructors he said hey he's like don't worry if you're new he said uh show up in whatever vehicles you got he's like I'll tell you what you gotta be nervous about you gotta be nervous about me showing up with my slick hair and my jewelry and my new Cadillac it's like how did I get all that money? I don't know. So he's like, your your clients should be more comfortable with you. So I, there's a there's a big mm. kind of a kind of a difference here. How important is that vehicle in real estate? Is it important? Do you, can you show up in a in a 2002 Camry, or do you need that a little bit nicer? Like what impression does that give, and what impact does it have? Real talk, I um.
0: I've always been a cheapskate when it comes to vehicles. Like even yeah. these cars I own now, like they're not nice. Yeah. Uh, they're not expensive. Yeah. Uh, my Land Cruiser, extremely. I have an LX uh, 470. Yeah. And it's extremely reasonable to buy. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, it's older. It's you know not super high miles. I got a great deal. Of course I did. Yeah. But I started off in a beat up old little Subaru. I yeah. mean, old like an '86 <laughs> GL10, I think it yeah. was. <laughs> Junk. Yeah. Right. And then I got an Ultima. Also oh. pretty junk. Yeah, yeah. An older Ultima. Uh, that was my next car. So uh, step up your game, yeah. I <laughs> had a forerunner for a little while. Like yeah. I like cars and I like changing up what I do, but I don't think it matters to a degree. Right? Okay. When you're starting okay. out, mm-hmm. drive whatever you got. Okay. Right? Now, I will tell you, I don't do a lot of million-dollar transactions. Yeah, I am. Okay. A, I'm just a salt of the earth guy. You know, I grew up on a farm in a little town, uh, or else in Boise, which honestly, Boise is a little town. Even yeah, yeah. It was the big, when I was there, that's the
1: big town. It was the biggest
0: city in the state, but it's still not big. Yeah, I yeah. mean, like Pueblo is bigger than Boise was when I was growing
1: up. Oh wow. Okay. Um, yeah. so
0: the biggest city in the state. Well, really. I grew. Up,
1: I grew up in Southern Colorado and Canyon City, and Pueblo. Pueblo was certainly a big town. They had a mall. Right,
0: right right. It's like, whoa, they got a mall." I remember man. when we got a mall. Like, Everyone's like, "Oh, that's amazing. We made it. <laughs> we got a mall."
1: Look at this. I mean, we got a grocery store chain <laughs> and a mall. This like, is amazing.
0: Yeah, when Boise got a mall, I was there. Um So, I I'm, I'm definitely more of a Salt Lake guy. Like my average transactions mm-hmm. probably in the 400,000 range, i mean, still yeah. to this day. Uh that's where I'm at. So, yeah. Uh, which is below there. which is
1: below the average yeah. sales price in Springs.
0: Springs is five something, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you It's if around you five, did yeah. All the way out. You know, I'd probably be close to the average, um, but you know, I I got friends that you know they live in a different part of town. And they, yeah, they are a different kind of guy, and you know, everything they sell is seven hundred plus.
1: Well, you, you know, both of us live on the west side, right? Yeah, and and it matters. Yeah, <laughs> it, it it is a it's a different it's a different mindset. But let me ask you this: do you take clients out in your car? Or do you meet them? Because it used to be that you'd take people Used to places. be you always did. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And so you know, I'm taking on my little beater cars, and you know, I don't know that I lost any transactions because yeah. of my vehicle. Maybe I did, and if I did, I probably didn't want to work with them anyway. Yeah. Let's be honest; probably not my kind of people. I'm, yeah. a, I'm still the type of realtor that you know I explain them the relationships we're about to have, but I'm also one of those, like, I believe you should go on a date before you get married.
1: Yeah. yeah. You should
0: date a little bit. Right. Yeah. So I still believe that we go out and look at some houses before I make you sign contracts. So there's plenty oh, of realtors out there that are like, you're going to sign a contract with me before I show you any houses. Uh, that,
1: that, that is probably more frequent than it is rare. That, that, that seems to be the norm.
0: It, it's getting that way. It used to not be that way. Yeah. I feel like it's getting that way. Yeah. And to me, I, I've always found that to feel shady, yeah. shady, whatever. Like, like yeah, I sign with me, meeting. and then we'll go, yeah. And then, yeah. you know, like, you have to be tied to me forever Yeah, before yeah. I'll go do any work for you. Like, mm, let me show you that I'm worth working with. Worth working with, yeah. And then you come along when I'm gonna you're I'm going to put ready. you in my
1: 86 Subaru, and if right. we still like each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you want to hear a funny story? Please. So, okay, so I've been doing mortgages now for 20-ish years, right? But I started getting a real estate license, and that's what led me into mortgages. I was like, well, I'm going to start real estate right. and, uh, soon found out I was way better in mortgages. Right. But when I, my very first transaction in real estate, um, me and my wife, we had one vehicle and it was, I still have that vehicle actually. It's a 92 or 93 Toyota pickup, mm-hmm. right? Single cab. And, uh, I, I was, I only did a couple of real estate deals before I realized I was way, way happier in mortgages. Right? right. But, um, I, my man, my broker, he said, he's like, yeah, you got to go show him some houses. So I went and I cleaned my car really good. You know, I took it to the car wash. I picked them up. And the wife sat in the middle. It's a stick shift. Right. The wife sat right. in the middle and the guy said, And I didn't think anything of it because I was brand new. And I was just like, hey, man, that's this, this is what I got. This is what I got. So if I'm going to make this happen, this is going to happen. And then, of course, I had my CD selection that was down on the floor. So they got to thumb through some CDs, you know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I still have my CD holder thing in my in my LX. <laughs> I don't let clients, but now clients never go with you. Yeah, it's completely changed in the last
2: decade.
1: And see, that's what it seems. And oh. I, I, I don't show houses, of course, you know, because I'm a mortgages. But it seems like most people are you're either meeting them somewhere or, or something, right? Or it looking is at pictures online.
0: Extremely uncommon for a client to ride with me anywhere. Honestly, the last one I think that did. Yeah. Honestly, the last one that did was my neighbor that lived across the street from me. So you are friends anyway. Yeah, we were friends anyway. Yeah. And, uh, you know, his wife would be out and about, and then we'd go look at the house. So she'd meet us there, and he'd pop in the car and ride over with me. Yeah. Goes, or even I'd ride over with him a couple yeah. of times. Like, we just... We like, just hey, you go see the house? Yeah, man, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. But that was... I mean, it's it's really, really, really uncommon. Yeah. The only time I try to make it more common... I, I do a lot of work up the past. I don't yeah. know how it's happened, but it just yeah. has over years. I mean, I've been... I like going up to the mountains, maybe yeah. that's part of it. But bunches of my friends live up there yeah. or have and moved move back or whatever. But I'm up the pass a lot. Hmm. Showing stuff. And if that if we're going up the pass and they're also down here,
1: yeah, yeah. I'll I'll make sure hey, I'll hop meet in them and, and, and drive them up. Okay, like we'll take gotcha. one call yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: most of the time. If at all possible.
1: Yeah. Or you guys race through all the sharp corners to no. see who's <laughs> not in a Lexus, you don't. Know. That <laughs> 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 slow as molasses. And go, going uphill, right? Yeah. No. Oh,
0: what is it? It's so the one complaint, right? Toyota. That's, 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 yeah, I heard Bad that. Bad fuel economy and no power, but it's going to last you, forever.
1: You get 17, 16, 17 miles a gallon, and it takes a mile to get to 75.
0: Right. Yeah, they're not the best for that. But
1: uh, 300,000, I mean, but you know you could drive it across the And country, they never right? lose value. Isn't that
0: crazy? The truck i just bought, like the Lexus I bought a little bit ago, the guy bought it six years before for $11,500. With like no miles on it, right? yeah. Drove it for six years. I dro- drove. I bought it for eleven thousand two hundred dollars. <laughs> six years later. <laughs> so he. So he. He,
1: he spent three hundred dollars to drive it.
0: Yeah, for like six years, it's crazy, but uh, and I guarantee I could sell that rig for more than I paid for it right now, today, this minute. I could put it on Facebook Marketplace. They just never lose value. But yeah.
1: Hey, um, I'm going to jump to a few questions really quickly since we're. Hitting, hitting some time limits here, okay? First one is three activities that you see that a real estate agent, or any activities, what does a real estate agent need to do right now? Like, like if you could name one, what it, what should they be doing?
0: A new, experienced, What it Doesn't matter. Down. I mean, number one, I think, is consistency. Mm-hmm. In as many things as you can possibly be consistent. So I'm very consistent in my follow-up. I'm very consistent in my communications um, and I'm a fly by the seat of my pants kind of human. I'm like a big yeah. picture human. I'm not the detail oriented, you know, analytical person. Yeah. Um, I love studying real estate and all that and having knowledge. But really, if you if you will consistently do anything that's lead production, mm-hmm. you'll probably be okay. Um, there's a saying in real estate, I'm sure you've heard it everything works and nothing doesn't.
1: Oh, that's good. <laughs> I haven't any, heard that. I've heard yeah. it
0: also, they said anything works. And nothing doesn't. Yeah. So anything you do, as long as you do it consistently and well, yeah, it's probably going to turn into money for you. Yeah. But the only thing is most people, they do nothing. Yeah. They sit around and wait for the phone to ring. Yeah. They're not out there doing what needs Have to be. Have you ever on. been in that situation? Man, when I first started at Remax properties. I came from a little brokerage and we mostly worked with investor flipper type clients, right? Um, And that's what we, how we made most of our money. So we were always looking for them, but we didn't have deep pockets. So we'd have a house we were working on, but we would still be looking for others. So then we came across other people that wanted the same thing and we'd help them buy and sell those properties. So we were the licensees helping them, you know, buy and sell their flip houses. And, and then the economy went into the toilet. Yeah. Right. And my my boss was like, ah, you know, we need better tools. And why reinvent the wheel? Let's go over here. They already have all the tools. Yeah,
1: they already got the wheel. Right. Yeah,
0: they already got the wheel. Well, that was the hardest time. I can remember I almost quit real estate. You know, I mm. went and met, uh, I remember Ken from the South Office. I was in seeing Ken Richardson. I said, Ken, you know, I'm going to have to stop... Uh, Working here. Like, I can't afford it. I'm yeah. not making enough money. The economy's in the complete tank. Yeah, No one's flipping houses right this minute. Yeah. Everybody's bailed. By the way, it was the funnest time ever to flip houses, and it's the most money I ever made flipping houses, was the whole downturn, because everybody really? quit. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah, Henry yeah, Ford, yeah. Right? yeah. If sure. everybody's running out of the market, get in. Yeah. If everybody's getting out or getting in, get, get in, out. Get out. Yeah. Right. No, same thing. It was super fun. But yeah. anyway, I was not doing enough transactions, and, and I was couldn't afford it.
1: Yeah. And
0: we had a powwow and you know, we worked it all out. But that was the time I didn't have the tools mm-hmm. to be consistent to find clients because my clients were such a small pool. Yeah. I was only working with flip people. Yeah. You know, and there's not that many of them in general. Yeah. And now you add the economy going on Into that. Flip, and now your pool, your pool has become a baby pool waiting. for. Yeah. housing.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, housing's causing all the problems. Yeah. And everybody's scared and mm. everyone just stops. Yeah, doing anything housing,
1: yeah, flipping I'm especially. Familiar with that particular point in time, so I was <laughs> like, "Well,
0: this is uh, going to be a problem." But yeah. that's when I developed all the tools. Uh, I went in and I did floor time, and I did open houses, and I did all the different things, and I, you know, was out being social. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, an easy one that's really hard. Yeah. Anytime somebody invites me to a thing, yeah, if I can go, I go.
1: Mm. Interesting. If you took
0: the time to invite me to go do something with you, your family, your yeah. friends, whatever. You specifically asked me to do something. Yeah. Even if I barely know you, yeah. I'll probably be there. Wow, interesting. you took the time to invite me to it. Yeah. It was important enough for you to ask, so it should definitely be that's important a, enough that's for a, me to go. That's very interesting. But there are days where you're like, I just want to stay home.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it would be really awesome just to sit at my house. To not work right now. Yeah.
0: But I'm going to go. Now, don't if you're watching this, yeah. don't feel like you shouldn't ask me. Like I really like it, but yeah. I'm just saying there are days where yeah. you know it's been a long. He's life. gonna
1: do it, and he's not gonna like it. And, and you want to stay <laughs> home for the Friday night, you know. Yeah, and yeah.
0: every time I go, yeah. I'm super glad I did. Yeah, it's just you know, oh now rest wants to stay at rest. Me sitting at home wants to stay sitting at home. Yeah. versus me being busy and when getting I'm moving, coffee. I want to keep moving. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm yeah. that guy always.
1: Yeah. Um, and so and so I okay, I got, I got two two more questions for you. Okay, first question. Um, is if you could be a loan officer for one week, what would you change? I mean, k- keep in mind, you're not you're not making congressional changes. You're like just the way op- just the way loan officers operate, right? Like, right? What would you change in how the standard loan officer operates?
0: That's too bad because I would certainly make some congressional changes. especially <laughs> to do with some underwriting and VA shenanigans. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't want to get on a soapbox, but I feel like the VA sure causes the people that are trying to help plenty of problems.
1: It's an interesting, it, yeah.
0: Yeah. All of us that live it. Yeah. Like, man, they're supposed to be helping, but they're really not. Dealing with
1: one this morning. So yeah. yeah,
0: I've been dealing with one for a few days that's been difficult. Difficult, yeah. And it didn't have to be.
1: I feel the same way about the one I'm dealing with. Yeah. It's avoidable. So what would you do different as a loan officer than what you see a lot of, lo- like, what would be important to you? What would you, what would you do?
0: Man, I don't have a clue what I would do.
1: Um, Hang it up and become a real estate agent.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm definitely not a numbers and like computer kind of guy. And I know that's probably, that's probably the biggest drawback for me where I would have a hard time with Yeah, you guys have a lot of data entry and and stuff like that. And, and we have a, we have a very limited amount, right? It's like front loaded. Yeah. And then, and then a little back loaded if you're doing it. Yeah. But but pretty limited. Yeah. You know, it's all, it's all in little chunks and then it's all the fun stuff. Yeah. Um, if I was a loan officer, I think really the only, I think I'd try really hard to make sure that everything was really transparent. Mm, I okay. feel like, I like that. the consumer mm-hmm. often doesn't really understand what lending does, how it functions, okay. how it works, you know, what's behind the curtain. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it is behind the curtain. Like we were talking about, yeah. you ask for a bunch of stuff and the behind the curtain asks for more different stuff and you have to then now get this. Or they want it
1: different than the way I did it. Yeah. Different,
0: whatever, you know, I mean, I, I I would love for it to be a little more transparent for the consumer Mm -hmm. and I would love, uh, and possibly the realtor too. I mean, I mean, I feel like I know enough about lending to be a lender for Mm -hmm. the most part. Like I feel like I'm very knowledgeable about all the things. Yeah. Like my clients ask me and I'm like, here's the answer but I can't give you that answer because it could have changed yesterday. It, you have to it call this professional yeah, and yeah. ask them yeah. because this is all they do, yeah. and it's not what I do. Yeah. But my answer is generally correct. Yep. You know, I know enough stuff, but I still feel like it's um, you know, it's like a, you know, the Oliver Twist. Please, sir, may I have some more? <laughs> Please, sir, have more. Like, I want yeah. money, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know how to get the money. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: so okay, so uh, transparency. Do you, uh, and this is, I guess a, cu- a couple little offshoots to this. Um, when you're dealing with transparency and lending, do you feel, uh, now keep in mind that we're, we're giving the client a certain experience as well. Mm-hmm. Do you feel it helps the transaction or hurts the transaction by spending, but the amount of time it would take to be fully transparent would be almost talk somebody out of getting a house. So... How would you deliver that transparency? Would you do a video series where they they learn it? Would you just do what? Because right now, what we do is like I, I want to be as transparent as possible, but I, I literally can't tell you everything. Like right it would right. it would be well, and again, it'd be terrible.
0: It's the government's fault. I mean, I hate saying Let's everybody. Blame the government. But like yeah. we're talking about. Like yeah, let's see how convoluted we can actually make this. Yeah, if we're gonna make it better by making it so like way 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 more for a lot of people. Yeah, but that's gonna make it safer and cleaner and and you know more. Yeah, well, equal if, you, if you
1: look at it, there's like like thirty different people. I mean, I don't know the exact number, but it's, it's around 30. Uh, sometimes it's 20, sometimes it's 50. I've read lots of reports. Like, let's just call it 30. 30 different people are touching your loan file at some point. Right. And that's 30 different people that have to perform, 30 different people that have their thing that they got to do, and 30 people people that have to get paid right. by doing it, right? Um, so let me ask you the question slightly differently. Do you think, as a real estate agent, do you think real estate is transparent enough for... Um, for for the common home buyer,
0: it's getting better all the time mm-hmm. because nothing's a secret anymore. Everything's yeah, you, out there. On you the got that internet. worldwide Interweb. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 changed the job dramatically. Kay. Right, it used to be we held the keys to the house. Like yeah, the photos, the info, the data, the everything. Yeah. Yep. Right. Well, we let the horse out of the barn when we let Zillow, Zillow. and IDX come in, yep. all the IDXs, and say, "Oh, I mean, think of how dumb this is. Yeah. Think of this is crazy, right? Real estate yeah. agents." in all of or the, the governing bodies of real estate, yeah. we'll call it, in all of their genius, we're like, dude, we're going to give this company all of the work that we actually paid to have done, like all of the photos yeah. and all the data, like that we actually pay money to have created.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We pay the dues. We do all the stuff. And we're going to give it to them for free. And then those geniuses are going to take it and make it more marketable than we have been able to.
1: And, and make us sell less it valuable back for us <laughs> sell it back sell
2: the,
0: sell the leads back to us from the information So we Jeremy I gave took them. all
1: of the data that you yeah. paid for I put it together on this website and now I'm I'm on a website sell that this. you had Yeah 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 That you but, paid for Well the already. funny thing is, is that it's the this is what blows your mind is the agents work really really hard to get that one client and then they pay a lot of money to get the house where it needs to go and then they pay a lot of dues and fees and E&Os and everything else right. and then that governing body gave, just it, gave away. it away. It's the craziest thing.
0: Craziest thing. Yeah. And again, at the time, I don't think anyone saw that coming. Yeah. Or they probably would, wouldn't have done it. Yeah. But it's like it changed everything. Yeah. Right. We don't hold the data anymore. So the, the data is completely public.
1: So if the client wants the information, they can pretty much go
0: get it. Everything's available. Yeah. It's just knowing what to do with it. It's yeah. very stressful, right? You can look up in any, any contract, right? Mm-hmm. Dora has every single contract. On their website, I didn't know that. For oh, contract. oh,
1: you mean like a raw contract? Right, raw contract. Oh, yes, yeah, I, 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 okay, so I thought you were talking about like a fully executed contract. I'm no, like, no, no, the, just the blanks, like right? okay, fillable, yeah, yeah. writable. Yeah.
0: Right. So if you PDF if you know enough, you could write your own real estate contract and submit it to whoever. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't recommend it, and it's not because it's, you know, like you couldn't do it right. It's because there's so many little intricacies, like we're talking there's about, that change level. all the time. Yep. That you're gonna make some errors. I was in a
1: legal class yesterday, and they went over a bunch of the rule changes that are happening, you know, this next year.
0: It's like I get so mad when people hire realtors that are like super part timers, you know, retired and barely doing it, or new and barely doing it, or you know, it's their cousin who does one every couple years. Yep. Because the market changes so fast, you need to be in it. I'll literally get contracts or offers in. Technically, it's not a contract till they all sign it, but an offer in, and I'll look at it, and I'll be like this person doesn't do real estate actually. Like they're a super part-timer because <laughs> this yeah. and this and this won't actually work or yeah. this isn't even allowed anymore. Or, <laughs> Oh, this is a Denver agent writing an FHA because we don't have that loan limit that they're used to. And they're writing yep. it on. I've yep. literally been like, I appreciate this offer. It's a fantastic offer. Unfortunately, you can't actually do this. <laughs> they're like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, our loan limit is less for yeah. FHA than yours is. What are you
1: talking they're like, about?
0: They're like, well, go talk to, talk to the lender. They'll tell you. And I'm like, I, I know, know, and they're going to tell you, too. When and you can hit you the back. magic
1: Google machine and figure it out really quick, too. Right, but you didn't know because you, know, yeah.
0: you don't know enough. Yeah. You, you, know, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. So, does, so your, does
1: your wife help you with real estate at all? No. Really? How long have you been married?
0: 21 years almost. And how old are your kids? My son just turned 18 18? on Tuesday. Okay. He's
1: the one with the one wheel? yes okay it, all yeah, right. he's all in
0: the longboarding and all of that uh, uh, kind of thing he's also like in the wrestling and, and yeah. jujitsu and things like that too but
1: so so you you um you do the real estate side i know a lot of people that do that but see there's 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 husband and wife teams all the time and um some people love it and some people are like no it's not my thing
0: right it would never w- i can't say never. My wife is very intelligent at anything she wants to know about. She's going to absolutely know all the things about it. Yeah. Um, She's not super people person. She's not, I mean, if if we were going to be a team, it would be her in the background doing like kind of the TC side of things. Right, right. It would probably be the only way it would go down where we'd all be happy.
2: Well, I was going
1: to say that, and see, that's the trick, is I see husband and wife teams all the time. And sometimes they're just like, they're meshed. It's exactly, oh, yeah. it's like, it's like two souls that came together yeah. and you're like, whoa, this is like one, right? Yeah. This was their superpower. That it, they exactly. But, but more often than not, um, I see that when they work together, they, they don't last a long time doing exactly the same thing with each other, right? Like right. they're they're they the, the role, job. yeah. The roles completely separate, or they'll even separate and say, "You do yours, and I'll do mine," and, and it just it's that rare kind of combination that I see. That that, and it's usually older couples that I see. It does that seem are to be that. that way. Yeah, I don't uh, see a lot of young couples that yeah. are that in. So I'm older now. Look at that. How man. old are you? 45. Oh, you're a, you're a baby. I'm, well, I'm, 40, I'm 49. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I tell you what, I remember when I was the young, uh, young yeah. face, and I was growing a beard just so I looked a little older. <laughs> I wasn't even that good of a beard, you know? Like, like, growing a come beard. Come on, so man. I, <laughs> so I looked a little older, so people would trust me. You know, I was 20-something. 20 20, yeah. 20, I don't know, 27-ish yeah, yeah, when yeah. I got my license, something like that. And uh, 29, I can't remember. I should know that. I've had about 20 years, so, yeah. I think it was 27 when I got my license, here. Yeah. and uh, I looked easily young as that. <laughs> and
1: uh, <laughs> like, who's this kid in the crappy yeah, Subaru it's, it's and a, the patchy beard? Can I still help you? Trust somebody with a,
0: with a multi, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollar transaction if yeah. they don't think they know enough. Yeah. And if they look young, then you just assume they don't know enough. Yeah, like it, you don't know. It what you're doesn't matter how, how hard you've been yeah. working it and having the knowledge and doing the stuff. No yeah. one cares. So I, I definitely remember, and now. You know, all these young people are coming in, yeah. and and I'm sort of the old, you know, you know like like this
1: old guy that looks like Conor McGregor over here. <laughs> right, right. Not lately, shaved off the. Beard. Yeah, you shaved off the beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you had the Conor look going for a while though.
0: Oh yeah, I got stopped all over the place. I got stopped in the street in Vegas quite a few times when I was down there when he fought Mayweather. Oh yeah, I was down there for a jujitsu tournament
1: that yeah. same weekend. Uh, yeah. It's yeah, it's you, you. You have the same build, the same look. It's you know, and you're both you're both you're both into. Um, uh, submitting people in a cage.
0: Yeah, you yeah. Know? So controlled <laughs> violence with specific rule sets. That's all of what I'm about. Controlled violence. I don't like everyone's like, why didn't you do MMA? I'm like, I make more money as a realtor than the vast majority of MMA fighters, and yep. especially my generation. Right, yeah. I'm old enough where we're talking a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When MMA paid nothing. It was, it was, yeah, it was Maybe. terrible. Unless you were like the very most famous people yeah, on but, the planet. Okay. I, I, was, you as I, a real I was watching
1: this thing with, um, Ronda Rousey, mm-hmm. right. And she was talking about, um, how she's the, she's in the top 10 income earners for UFC. And, uh, people are like, well, you know, what's the, what's the reason? Cause you know, the soccer people are all upset that the women aren't being paid and the basketball people. And, and she said, uh, Make them money, and you'll get paid. Right, and
0: it's viewership. That's what it is.
1: But then you look. You look at is it necessarily skill set or your marketability? Because then you look at like take Jake Paul, who's you know an admirable boxer, but at the same time um, he's not a Mayweather. He's not a Conor McGregor. He's not a his
0: viewership already exists. He created himself way before he got into this stuff. Yes, but the other side of it is look at uh, Demetrius Johnson, Mm -hmm. right? Amazing great fighter you know in my opinion probably the goat of goats in a lot of ways okay like the best yeah. of the best ever right small weight class he never talks trash he never swears he's a, a gamer nerd like he goes on yeah. Twitch <laughs> and plays video games yeah. with the with the different folks um he doesn't do any of the things that mm-hmm. sell pay-per-views yeah right except when the fight yeah but honestly that doesn't that doesn't sell is, yeah, that's, that's what i was
1: gonna say is that the marketability or you're right. just a good fighter
0: He's just a fantastic fighter. He makes them very little money. They let him go. He went over to one, and he's been winning everything there and making them some money, too. But he just doesn't have the draw because he's not going to be that person. I personally know an MMA fighter that um, he's moderately famous, and... Um, did some good stuff and mm-hmm. spending some things, and and he has kids. You know, and he knew he was always going to want to have kids. Yeah. He's like, I don't want any of my, you know, I want my kids to be finding a video of me making an idiot of myself <laughs> on national TV, yeah. even if it was on purpose, and I can tell him so. Yeah. I don't want that in my life or in theirs. Yeah. So, so I don't talk any trash and you know, don't do any of the things, and I'm never going to be a very high paid fighter. Yeah. No matter how good I am, because I won't do that.
1: Well, and that, see that comes. Look at that in real estate as well. Is are you the, are you the best technically at a contract? Are you the best technically understanding water rights? Are you the best technically this, or do you have a marketability? Can you go out and actually market yourself? You have to have the skill set to back it up. Right. And there's the old saying that do, I think it was, uh, I forget who said this, but do you have, do you have the best selling book or do you have the best written book? Uh, are you the best, are you the best writing author or are you the best selling author, right. you're the best selling author. You know, I'm, I'm in the New right. York top 10 or whatever, you know, best selling right. books. It's not because you're grammatically correct at every single thing. It's because you can market what you're doing,
0: right? Right. People can relate to your book. Exactly versus exactly. maybe this other book that's very well written but yeah. that's not how they talk that's not yeah, how they it's communicate it's not how they think a lot think of it. science books are very well
1: written right.
0: <laughs> Jordan Peterson I love him like yeah. you read his book and the sentences are so long and so complicated and I feel like, dumb dude, I right? <laughs> and I'm not dumb but you read through the book and you're like man this is a lot and I, actually I should say I don't read books generally I yeah. listen to them audio books and yeah. his books are particularly difficult for audio because the sentences are so long you're and like, you're like pause it, I gotta think this through with yeah. my eyes like it's different than when you're listening while you know driving your car, yeah, yeah, yeah. To Show a house.
1: But uh, do you listen? Do you listen to it at one speed, or do you speed it up? Oh, sped up. Yeah. How, how fast?
0: Uh, depends on the author, or yeah. I should say the narrator. But yeah. I'm usually one point seven five or two. Oh, that's fast, dude. And if it's like some some slower books, you can kick it up even higher than that. But I'm usually between one seven five and two. Okay,
1: I don't know that you're going to understand like high complexity. So I was I was doing a, these these uh, books. The other day, it was uh, Seneca, the the, the, mm-hmm. the you know philosopher guy, mm-hmm. stoic guy, and when I was up around one and a half, I was like. I got to slow this down because I, I got, you, you got to think about it, right? right. It, it, it's like you, you got to have, you got to think it through as the sentence is
0: going on. There's a lot of processing going yeah. on. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then you're, you're tying sentences together and I feel like I had a pause it and like, okay, whoa, I got to think yeah. this through,
0: man. Those books, I've got to actually read them with my eyes, not listen to them. It yeah. just doesn't work. But yeah. most of the time, yeah, I just listen.
1: Okay. Last question. Yeah. If you are to be dropped anywhere in America, you don't know anybody, nobody, what do you do to win at real estate? Like what? What are the absolute that you need to do? Like, what's the first few things you do?
0: You know, I can't think of the guy's name because I want to. Uh, Wolf, something Wolf. Howard, Howard Wolf. Ah, I should know this. I totally know this. I just can't think of it because I want to. Okay, uh, he's, uh, he's infamous through real estate. He got put somewhere and um, like like moved. Like literally yeah, what yeah. you're saying, he moved. He knew no, not a soul. Yeah. And he held an open house every single day for a year. No matter Every what.
1: Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? Every day. He set one up. He got, he
0: got you know, with his brokerage. Yeah. He figured out. And he'd even hold the same one. You know, if it, if he knew it was vacant it was easy, he would just hold the same one again and again. We got to end because you're about to run out of space.
1: But... I'm about to run out. Okay. All,
0: all, he, he literally did an open house every year and 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 he has a big team and yeah has all this stuff and i wish i could think of his name but it doesn't matter i don't know that i would do that i yeah. don't even love open houses to be yeah. honest but it's one of those like you're gonna get some business you're gonna do some action you're gonna yeah. if you're committed enough you're gonna make money yeah um i give most of my leads to chase to my team yeah i don't chase that many anymore and um and sometimes i feel bad about it like oh i should probably chase some of these yeah, yeah. i don't have to yeah. I've already been here long enough. Like I've done this. What you
1: do now is different than what you do in the beginning. Right. Right? So every stage yeah. in your business, in any business, your actions are going to be different based like on the stage you're in.
0: These are for you guys. Work it. Yeah. Right? I'm not going to make those <laughs> calls. Because yeah. I don't have to, because I've already developed all of the other things. Yeah. I am working super hard to change and be a little bit more of a content creator. Yeah, um, I've been working on that for a while, and I'm not great at it yet, but I'm getting better. But you do
1: day. like to do the food stuff. Tell everybody how they can hear your. your where do they Where do they go to see your food stuff?
0: Uh, YouTube. I've got two YouTube channels. I had everything in one bucket, and then yeah. it got too diverse, and you're not supposed to do that, and you're supposed to have very a specific more spe- things. Yeah, simplified. So yeah. I made it into two buckets right now, and I have so I have a real estate channel, um, that's black belt broker team yeah and then i have a food real estate channel or just food channel really um that's the colorado springs foodie realtor yeah and i eat all kinds of stuff i this generally likes say his food nice things about it if it's bad i won't do a review at all yeah i've literally spent tons of money on food and that was terrible when i left and I didn't, I mean, I ate and I paid and you, I you You weren't the Yelp reviewer didn't that didn't it.
1: even show up to the restaurant. You just want to talk crap about right, it. Right, right.
0: Yeah. I want to help businesses, not hurt them. Yeah. But I am going to start being a little more critical. I feel like people want the data. of They want like it real. real. If, you, if you
1: go in and you say, hey, the, you know, the tamales are good. Well, tell me if the tacos suck too. Right. You know? Right.
0: And I would always be nice-ish. I'd be like, yeah, it wasn't my favorite. Yeah. Or it's not the best one I've had. In well,
1: now. like like last night, I went to I went to a Korean Seoul food truck last yeah. night, right? Um tacos fantastic the way they cooked the beef was fantastic but it was pretty chewy but it was still fantastic got some pot stickers the beef pot stickers oh my gosh they were a home run the veggie pot stickers absolutely sucked don't know why because right. everything else was so good, right? right. Yeah, it was yeah. bizarre. And I
0: haven't done enough of that, so I've been too kind, and I probably will be a little more rough around the edges. Well, may-
1: maybe, uh, maybe you know how they say, uh, you know, give people 10 compliments to one one criticism. Maybe you go in and say, hey, uh, you know, yeah. the soda's good, but, uh, you know, I'm not so sure about the sandwich. <laughs> yeah,
0: and I, and I still, you know, will. If it's if, if I can't say enough nice, yeah. I probably won't say anything at no. all. Yeah. But but I definitely have been overly nice yeah. with a lot of places. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do a ton of taco videos as you know. Every yeah. Taco, I do a beer or a taco video. Beer, Generally, tacos. Beer or tacos, because I have a song that I love called uh, "Beer and Tacos" by a band called uh, Silver and Smoke. Yeah, out of Denver, and the song's awesome, and I can't yeah. not have it be on my channel. <laughs> so you got so, beer and tacos. Yeah, I got you know the green light that I could use it, so I'm doing beer and tacos like all the time. But
1: well, cool. I have, else. I have. Yeah, it was my phone. I have something for you. Uh, we're gonna start with. You got yourself a baseball cap, 719 cap? You no, know I'm a ball cap
0: guy. I have a huge collection of ball I didn't know that.
1: And secondly, got you a. Uh <laughs> <laughs> and I love real estate shirt. <laughs> well, so, thank you. I, there, I probably
0: don't deserve any of these things, including my bougie uh, Ola
1: juice. Ola juice. Yeah. The Ola juice was fantastic, had it, but it's quite tasty. It's kind of tasty. Right. Well, Jeremy, thank you very much for being here. Always a pleasure, my friend. Yeah. We'll have to do it again sometime. Yep, right on. Have a good one. And that was it for cut to the chase. Check back next week for more real estate tips. That wraps up another episode of agent success podcast. Remember, You can find new episodes each week at agentsuccesspodcast.com. We hope you found the insights and best practices shared today truly valuable. And if you did, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Remember, your success is a journey of learning and improvement. So let's keep hustling, thriving, and learning. Until next week, this is Tim Chase.